the Baby Your Baby podcast, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. Thanks so much for joining us for this Baby Your Baby podcast. We have Nurse Danny here. She's with Intermountain Moms. We're talking about what women need to do before pregnancy and what women need to do after finding out that she's pregnant. So first topic, though, what we need to do before we get pregnant. Uh, so Nurse Danny, tell me a couple things. You've got some really good talking points for our, our moms and our parents listening in. What are some of the first things you need to do when um, thinking about having a baby? Well, the Centers for Disease Control has come up with a really good acronym. They encourage all women to make a pact with themselves, P-A-C-T, to do whatever they can to be as healthy as possible before getting pregnant because the health of yourself and your baby during pregnancy actually starts long before. So P stands for plan ahead. And um, I would say the biggest component to this is taking a prenatal vitamin because 50% of pregnancies in the United States are unplanned. A half wow. of pregnancies are unplanned. Wow. And so, of course, there's tons of people out there who are trying and they get mm-hmm. pregnant, but there's a lot of people who aren't that do. And prenatal vitamins are important because they have folic acid in them. And if you don't have enough circulating folic acid in your system when you get pregnant, then there's a higher chance that your baby will have a neural tube defect. The most commonly known is spina bifida. And this happens so early on in pregnancy that it's before you even find out you're pregnant. That's why the prenatal is so essential because by the time you find out you're pregnant and if you haven't been taking that prenatal vitamin, it's too late, right? Exactly, and you, you still need to take them throughout the pregnancy mm-hmm. because there's other good reasons right, to take them, right. but this is why you need to plan ahead and start taking it long before you conceive. Even if you're not planning a baby, just take yep. a prenatal vitamin now. Yep, so the FDA has actually mandated that a lot of the foods we eat every day have folic acid in them for this exact reason. So a lot of the foods we eat are fortified, cereals, grains, that kind of thing will have it in it, but some, sometimes it's not enough. Right, so still take the prenatal vitamin just to be prepared. Yeah, if you're looking for one that has at least 400 micrograms of folic acid. Okay, anything else we should look for in our prenatal vitamin? Um, there's talk about DA, uh, DHA and other yeah, supplements, that. and that can help with the baby's brain development. And so just a normal over-the-counter generic brand prenatal vitamin is fine, especially if you're not trying to get pregnant. But once you get pregnant, your doctor may change to something else that is, um, has higher levels of iron or other things that your body needs, and they know that because they've drawn your blood and know your circumstances. To listen to your doctor for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Okay, what about A? So A stands for avoid harmful substances, and this includes alcohol. There is no safe amount of alcohol during pregnancy. So again, this kind of goes into planning ahead. If you're trying to conceive, you need to stop drinking alcohol. Um, It also includes illicit drugs, of course, um, tobacco products, but also you need to think about like over-the-counter medications and prescriptions that you take on a regular basis, as well as herbal supplements. Yeah, some talk of those a may bit not about be, the herbal supplements. Yeah. Some of those may not be safe for pregnancy, and actually, some of them not may not be safe in general. A lot of them aren't regulated by the FDA, and so we can't guarantee their purity. And the claims that they make aren't always true. And there's no um, good data to back up things that aren't researched and approved by the FDA. So it's actually a good idea to talk with your doctor before taking any herbal supplements because there are some we know cause effects, like maybe they're blood thinners. And if you're already taking a blood thinner or something else, if you have a condition where you shouldn't be thinning your blood, it could be harmful to take that. 
I also mentioned to avoiding exposure to radiation. Yeah, radiation. And a few other things. Yeah, so when we go to the dentist or when we go to the hospital, they usually ask you, are you pregnant? And it's because there's the possibility of you being exposed to radiation. And so, um, if, especially if you're trying to conceive, if you're not on birth control, you need to be honest and say, yeah, there is a chance, even if you aren't trying, mm -hmm. so that they can take the proper precautions and you're not exposed to it. About airport screening, I'm just thinking about going through TSA. A lot of people have asked about mm -hmm. that. That's actually safe. You're, you don't, you're not exposed to enough there for it to be harmful. Okay. You can, if you want, you can request to go around and get the pat down mm -hmm. instead of going through the machine. Okay. Yeah. If it makes you feel better. Yep. Sure. Yep. What about C? So C stands for choose a healthy lifestyle. And um, this mostly encompasses exercise and eating right and making sure you're at a healthy weight before you get pregnant. And um, this is especially important if you've had multiple babies in a row and you haven't had a chance to lose the pre-pregnancy or the, the pregnancy weight, if you may go into each pregnancy weighing a little more each time. And that increases the chances of having complications. So make sure you're starting at a healthy weight. Make sure you're exercising. You should be, sh you should be shooting for like about 30 minutes of moderately intense cardiovascular exercise on most days of the week mm -hmm. and intermingling with strength training. But if you're not exercising, that may, that may sound a little overwhelming right now. So maybe just get up and move for the <laughs> so, first couple days. Yeah, yeah. Start with walking. Start mm -hmm. with something. Or if you enjoy swimming or biking, whatever it is, just get off the couch and start exercising. Do it for 15 minutes a day on most days of the week and gradually work your way up to the point where you're exercising for 30 minutes and it's moderately intense and getting you a good cardiovascular workout. And um, this will help you be healthier going into a pregnancy. And this is most regimens that you start before you get pregnant, you can continue with and so you can maintain that health during the pregnancy. Okay, talk a little bit about tea, which is talking. Yeah, tea is talk with your provider. And um, actually, I've talked with a lot of OBGYNs who say that some of their favorite appointments are preconception appointments because then they're catching people before they have issues during pregnancy. So they have a chance to review your health history with you and look over, like maybe, like thyroid issues are really common for women and that can affect pregnancies as well as obesity. They can look at your weight and see if you need to lose a few pounds before you conceive or maybe gain a few pounds. Maybe you're having irregular periods and you haven't been able to get pregnant and it's because you're excessively working out and you've lost too much body fat and that's affecting your ability to ovulate. So there are some things that they can talk through those things with you and they can also talk to you about your fertile window and how to actually time intercourse with ovulation. They can discuss your blood pressure with you and just your overall health so that if anything needs to be managed, it's being managed before you get pregnant. When it comes to having to lose weight, do we, do, are women able to achieve that goal before they conceive? I mean, what are you seeing? I mean, do you encourage, okay, lose this weight before you have a baby? Absolutely. Is it, is it possible to do? It is possible, but it's hard. And right. there, you know, there's a lot of research out there that say that it's calories in, calories out. And for some people that works, but for some people it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's hormones, you know, playing a part in it. Maybe a woman has a polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS, and it makes it really hard for her to lose weight. And so if you have tried, like legitimately and patiently tried losing weight by exercising and eating well, eating is actually, it's been proven to be more of the weight loss success than exercise. Mm -hmm. 
But one of the big benefits to exercise is that it also boosts your muscle mass, and that requires more calories than fat. Mm -hmm. And so your basal metabolic rate, or the amount of calories you need each day, even if you're just laying in bed all day, increases. Mm -hmm. So that's the benefit to exercise, that you've got to eat right too. Right. So if you've done your best and you're not seeing success, then talk with your doctor because maybe they need to look into some other things that will help you. Nurse Danny, tell me too about um, when you are talking with your healthcare provider, stress and what kind of shots do you need to get? Vaccinations. Okay. Stress and how that affects your ability to conceive? Yes, yeah, so and maybe ways of lowering it. Yeah. So, yeah, stress definitely can play a part in it. And actually, stress can affect your cycles a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. So a normal cycle length is like 25 to 35 days in length from the beginning of one period to the beginning of the next. And if you had like a seriously stressful month, you might notice that you your period's just a couple of days off. Maybe you thought you were pregnant because your period was mm -hmm. late. And that can happen because of stress. And so just give it some time. You can reduce your stress. I'll talk about that in a minute. And you should get back on track. Um, so there's there's normal stress that we all experience, and every day, um, you know, if we exercise, make sure we're getting enough sleep. If we're taking our vitamins, if we're eating well, those are all the baseline things. Like if you think of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, you have to meet your basic um, your basic body's requirements in order for anything else to work out. And then I think as you know, whether you've had kids or not. Sometimes we just have too many things coming at us, and we have to learn to say no and prioritize. Sit down and think about what's taking up a lot of your time. What are your stressors? And decide what you can cut out. Okay. What about shots? What do we need to uh, vaccinate our body with before? Um, this is another good reason to have a preconception appointment because there maybe there are some vaccines that you need to get caught up on before you get pregnant. Um, another thing, oh, while I'm thinking about it, that you need to... Uh, consider is if you have a cat, you should not scoop the litter box if you're trying to conceive or at any point during the pregnancy because cats can carry tosmoplasmosis and that's found in, in the feces and so if you come in contact with that, you can get that and that can affect your baby. So there's not a shot against that, but you shouldn't, right. you but shouldn't do scoop not, the litter box. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, good job for dad. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Once you are pregnant, um, then the doctor's going to um, talk to you about getting a flu shot if it's flu season, you can get that at any point during the pregnancy. And um, another injection that they'll discuss with you is a Rogam shot. And you, you only need this if you have a negative blood type. And then around 28 weeks, the doctor will also talk to you about a Tdap shot. This is not one you need prior to unless you okay. just needed a booster. It's one that you'll be given purposefully during pregnancy. So a mother gets a Tdap shot during pregnancy to boost her immunity against it. And so all those armies go through the placenta, and um, the baby then has some protection until they're able to be okay, vaccinated. Okay, so nurse standing, we're going to probably repeat that in just a second because we're going to talk about what you do after finding out you're pregnant. So we'll, we'll revisit that in just a second. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and we do have nurse Danny here. She's from Intermountain Moms. We just talked about what women need to do during pregnancy or to do before pregnancy. Now we're going to talk about what they need to do after they find out she's pregnant. for joining us after that quick break. We do have Nurse Danny here. She's from Intermountain Moms. We just talked about what a woman needs to do before pregnancy. Now we're going to talk about what a woman needs to do after finding out she's pregnant. So Nurse Danny, thank you again for joining us. It's always great to have you. My pleasure. Talk a little bit about STEP. This is an acronym for what a woman needs to do after finding out she's pregnant. 
Yeah, I think once you see that positive result, if, especially if you've been trying to have a baby, it's one of the most exciting moments in your life. And kind of, it's terrifying, mm -hmm. too. Happy, yeah, happy, yeah, scary. Happy, sad, mm -hmm. or happy, scary. And then um, your next thought is like, well, what do I do next? Right. And so um, there's an acronym, TAKE A STEP, that'll help you think of what you should be doing. So the T, the TAKE stands for take a prenatal vitamin. And you should have been taking one prior right. to, mm -hmm. and we kind of talked about that before, but if you haven't been, then it, it's still not too late to start. You should still take one because there's a lot of important ingredients that your body needs to make a baby. And needs throughout the pregnancy. Throughout the pregnancy and while breastfeeding, yeah. So start taking a prenatal vitamin. And then a intake a step stands for avoiding alcohol. There really is no safe amount of alcohol during pregnancy. And it doesn't matter if it's beer, if it's wine, or if it's hard liquor. It doesn't matter what the alcohol content is. You should avoid it completely because um, if you drink alcohol during pregnancy, it can cross through the, into the baby and it can cause a spectrum of disorders called fetal alcohol syndrome. And um, sometimes their heads are a little bit smaller. Sometimes they have facial deformities. And um, maybe they don't have obvious visual signs, but it can definitely affect them behaviorally and intellectually for the rest of their life. So they're more likely to have like attention deficit disorders, mm -hmm. um, to act out and have those behavior problems. And so just best to avoid all alcohol. Yeah, we want to give our kids the right start. Yep. We don't need that during pregnancy. Yep. So okay. the S? Yes, go for it. The S in Take a Step stands for schedule your first prenatal appointment. Mm -hmm. And this is usually where a woman's mind starts to go once you see that positive result. And um, you need to pick an OB, OB provider, and that's actually the P in Take a Step. And that may actually be the first hurdle because you don't know who to call. No, you don't. And it's hard to figure out who you want to be yeah. seeing for the next, you know, nine months. <laughs> exactly. And so I would say start by, especially if you haven't had kids before, you've never seen an OB provider before, you just recently moved to a new area, call your insurance company and get a list of OB providers in your area and start with that. Because number one is you have to have, they have to be covered by your insurance, mm -hmm. right? And then you can kind of narrow down that list by where those um, OB providers deliver. Not all doctors deliver at all hospitals, so maybe there's a particular hospital you want to deliver at. So you can do a little research and make sure they deliver at the hospital you'd like to go to. And then talk with friends and family, and by word of mouth, you can narrow down the list even more. Maybe even visit the office, make sure that it's close to your house. And you can talk with the front desk staff if you go in, but if you actually want to meet the provider, you'll have to schedule, schedule an appointment because it's taking a block out of their schedule. Um, there's actually three different types of providers that you can see. So that makes it even more confusing. So Nurse Danny, tell me, what are the three providers that we have to choose from? You can see a family practice physician, a certified nurse midwife, or an OBGYN. And how do you know which one is best for you? What do you do? It kind of depends on your history. Like if you've had babies before and you had high-risk pregnancies, then you should go see an OBGYN who's a specialist at taking care of high-risk moms and babies. But if you've had a low-risk history or if you've never had a baby before and you don't have any health problems, then you could go to a family practice physician or to a certified nurse midwife. One of the advantages to going to a family practice physician is that they also take care of babies afterwards, so they could be the baby's doctor. That's convenient. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It really just depends on your history and your circumstances. So what do we need to do to figure that out? You, you mentioned calling the insurance, but also doing our own research to figure out what works best for us? Um, if you know that you have certain disorders, like if you do have high blood pressure, or if you have um, 
Maybe you have more complicated problems like multiple sclerosis. Maybe you have a history of like heart disorders or kidney problems. Those are all reasons to go to an OBGYN because those are more extensive issues mm -hmm. and you should have a high risk provider taking care of you. Okay, so schedule your first prenatal appointment. I like this too, by the 13th week of pregnancy, you should plan on having at least 13 appointments over the course of pregnancy. Yes. But then also too, think twice about all medications. Yes, everything that you put in your mouth. So at, before your first prenatal appointment, when you make your first appointment, I would talk with the staff and say, these are some medications I've been on. Should I continue taking them or should I stop? And this is a conversation that may have to happen before your first appointment because it usually happens between like 8 and 12 weeks. And so maybe there's something that you are on that you need to stop. Or maybe there's something that you're taking over the counter that's not safe during pregnancy, and even herbal supplements. A lot right. of people don't think about those, but you should disclose all of those to your doctor. And then they can kind of give you the their expert opinion. This is okay, this isn't, but definitely you want to be upfront with that. Or find a substitute that is safe during pregnancy. For example, one of the most common questions I got in maternal fetal medicine about medication was um, surrounding the topic of antidepressants. So a woman may have been on one when she conceived, mm -hmm. and going off of it and quitting cold turkey is the worst thing she could do. Okay. And for women who do do that, they often experience issues. Mm -hmm. And so um, you should definitely talk with your doctor and say, this is what I've been taking, can I continue to take it? And if that one isn't safe, then they can put you on one that does have minimal risk. But trying to take one for the team and not take anything when that's something you require is not a good idea and it's just going to cause more problems for you. And your baby too. And your baby, ultimately, because healthy mom means healthy baby. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Healthy mom, healthy baby. Okay, yep. talk about the E and take a step. The E stands for exercise. And we talked about the importance of exercise before pregnancy, but you need to keep it up during. And so if you've been exercising before, you can usually continue with whatever you've been doing with just making some slight modifications along the way, like at 20 weeks, you shouldn't be doing anything on your back because if you lay on your back, then the weight of the growing baby and uterus compresses your vessels and prevents blood flow from going from your legs to your heart and then from your heart to the rest of your body, including the baby. So you should stay off your back. Same reason you shouldn't sleep on your back after 20 weeks. So you might have to modify your exercise a little bit, but you should continue exercising. Just watch your body while you're exercising and if you start to cramp or bleed, then stop and call your doctor. And we mentioned the P about picking a provider. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of gone over that already. Talk a little bit about what kind of shots do you need to get during pregnancy? This is something we touched on right before our break. There are a few shots that your doctor will talk to you about. Um, the first is a flu shot. It doesn't matter at what point you're at during pregnancy, the benefits of getting the flu shot are great. Because during pregnancy, your immune system is actually slightly suppressed. And so, you know, for anyone who catches the flu, it's bad. But for a woman who's pregnant that has a, an immune system that isn't, you know, running at full capacity, it could be extra bad. And so you, you really need a flu shot. Um, so if it's flu season, usually around October-ish, you should get one. That's when it's best. And then they'll also talk to you about getting a Tdap shot or a tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis vaccine at 28 weeks. A lot of people are really hesitant to get vaccines during pregnancy, but this particular one has been proven to be safe and it's actually given to benefit the baby. So even if you have, let's say you've had, you're going to have four kids and they're, they're born two years apart, you will still get a Tdap shot every pregnancy because each time it's telling your body to ramp up armies against pertussis or whooping cough. 
And um, all those antibodies go through the placenta, and the baby now has that benefit, and they're offered some protection until they're able to be vaccinated themselves. Yeah, that's really terrific. Okay, Nurse Danny, thank you so much. Thanks for all the valuable information for our moms out there and our dads, too, who are listening. Again, we've been gone over what women need to do before pregnancy and then what that mom needs to do once she finds out she's pregnant. This is Nurse Danny's here with Intermount Moms. We thank her so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic you would like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.